0: All right, mate, here we are. This is our podcast. (laughs)
1: They don't want to be locked into a a house or an apartment or some space.
0: Got to follow the social distancing
1: rule. More social distancing keeps more people healthy.
2: It's like, are you guys good at talking shit? Why don't you just do a podcast? As soon as you try to do a podcast, we sound like a
1: bunch of Muppets.
2: How are you boys feeling today?
1: Not a hundred percent. I'll be honest. I'm
2: dusty. I'm, I'm
0: dust
1: operating.
2: Out. I'm operating pretty at a pretty low level as well
0: today. So,
1: in general, oh, how many days do you need to write off if you have a um, a big big night? I'm running at about two or three. It's good, See,
2: the older you get, like, are you thirty yet, George? Yeah, are you thirty this year? eh? yeah. Just so changing. you. So you'll you'll be starting to feel the effects now, I reckon. Like once once you hit thirty, it's like an extra day's added to the hangover, I reckon, for sure. But um, I, yeah, I remember with you, Jonesy, you probably got worse hangovers than
0: anyone ever met. But then your remedy was to then back it up by launching straight into breakfast beers and going there. Oh,
1: I, yeah. <laughs> I, I did that you, like twice.
2: <laughs> a week. Yeah, you, you used to battle so hard with the hangovers. I remember, like, we'd when we'd have like a big night at the Irish or something after the welter, and then like you just wouldn't hear from Jonesy all day, and you'd walk <laughs> past his house and the shutters are closed, and like you just know the the aircon's on like fifteen degrees, and then you you just get a message from Jonesy at like five o'clock, like, oh, do you guys want to go play basketball, temp and bowling or
1: something? <laughs> but that's the thing. Back then, you could. Just shut it down. You could pull the shutters. You could sleep until five, and you were guaranteed to beat whatever hangover was was coming. Whereas nowadays, you, you can't do that.
0: Well, you, you know, can. You, until no. you sign up for a podcast, and then you got a, someone says "Oh, I've got a podcast to do," and you all well, "Hold on, I was the right. shutters down in the aircon on fifteen
2: degrees." <laughs> Mate, we yeah. we didn't even launch last night. Like George and I, we just finished a big training week and well, a couple of big weeks, and we thought, "Oh, we'll have a just a couple of pints last night." So that's really all we had um six pints and <laughs> but like <laughs> no, normally i'd be alright <laughs> i woke up dusty this morning man and i was like ah oh. and when i got home from the pub last night i was like oh, i'll prepare some content for the for the show today mate i can't even understand
1: what i've written yeah <laughs> the problem is the cbf brain and then you get the <laughs> um the post booze blues where you start I always have these sort of um, motivational chats with myself at about 3 p.m. where you're looking in the mirror and going, mate, where are you at? Where are you at? You don't need this. You don't need to go that hard. You should have stopped at 11 o'clock. You were already past the peak and you had to keep going. You had to be the hero. You know mm. one more beer, you're going to be funnier. But well, it doesn't work like that.
0: I learned something real interesting about Pills last night and i reckon there's very little i don't know about him but he told he filled me in on this real bizarre thing that he has that he takes everything has to be in even numbers so he couldn't drink three beers he'd have to drink four and so even that, if he,
1: that's he, no, he's that's <laughs> <one> bullshit
0: <bleak laughs> unless you
1: were is it?
0: you never can drink through and and i think back to it though if you go for one like often you go for like a, a kanya a small little beer at, at like 5 p.m you know you've day before rest day whatever and just in the the easy times and i'll always have a kanya and he will
2: always have two
1: why is that you
2: can't you can't stand on one leg and then we can but um i don't know like i I think it's just an excuse to be fair (laughs) like when i when i ordered the when i ordered the fifth point last night i was like oh shit i better have six can't have three in one leg and two in the other
1: it's an excuse it's a problem. I, I remember um, another weird thing like that. I got in a car with Peter Weening once and the knob, the volume knob was on 21, and I took it to 24, and he slapped my hand. He said, It only it is only on 21. Superstition. <laughs> oh. the volume knob has to be on 21.
0: So it's not an even because yeah. I know Rowan Dennis has a thing where he can't have um... I think you can't have, like, the volume knob on on an odd number. It has to be in 24 or 26 or or he has to take an even amount of steps upstairs. Stuff like that. Like, a real, real, What a weird, like, what a bizarre thing to have a, a superstition about, a volume yeah. knob. I used,
2: to, yeah. I used to have, like, I'm not superstitious just when it comes to drinking, but um, when I was racing on the track team, I used to have these real weird superstitions. So, like, I wouldn't brush my teeth uh, because, like, it came, came down to, like, I pinpointed this one team pursuit I did that, that it was really good. And I and I remember not brushing my teeth that morning. So I don't. I went through this whole, like, phase where I didn't brush fly my teeth.
1: Mullet, the flying mullet's still doing that, I think.
2: <laughs> yeah, right. I wouldn't brush my teeth. I'd always wear the same socks. And they were these socks that had, like, um, Oscar the Grouch on them. They were green. There's a photo of me racing the World Championships for a medal. And I've got these green socks on with Oscar the Grouch on them. <laughs> do you wear, do you walk them to the track, or you you wear them on the on the bike? Yeah, like my socks.
0: I do not even friends. know you guys wore socks. I thought TP riders or sprinters never
2: wore socks. I thought that was like... no, nah, we don't. This was real early in the days. So I was like eighteen years old at my first senior world champs or something. Um,
1: hey, what, what was the just off topic? What was the wash up from the last step with um, the bell ends and uh, you guys talking? About the tour of Southland or whatever, what was the feedback? We I got, got um
0: Gordy just saying he was pretty happy to make my
2: my team. That's about all I got. Yeah, I got a message from Gordy saying he was pissed. That I didn't put him in my team, so I like <laughs> I promised him this some event that when I retire one day we'll get like the dream team back together and uh, all the guys I race with and I do a tour of Southland with Gordy, but he doesn't want to. Um, we got. The legend of Balin was interesting. It was pretty even split. It was actually fifty-five. It sort of was swaying a bit. I was following, tracking it over the twenty-four hours that the poll was up, and it was sort of swaying either way a little bit. And then eventually, it was fifty-five percent um, legend. 45% okay. Just oh, I,
0: actually, I genuinely not, cannot remember who the hell did we talk about? Warning. Shane
1: Warren. Ah, oh,
0: just one. Yeah,
1: we must have had a big, big night that night as well.
0: <laughs> no, I just I. I I think I have amnesia. I have a thing where I've realized that I've, I've, I'm really, really bad memory, but I have to see somebody, I have to meet somebody like five times before, like, because, you know, people say like, oh, I remember faces and not names. I can't remember faces either. Like, I just, I went to a real estate agent the other day. We were looking at some places and stuff. And she's like, oh, you know, she was talking about to me. And she's like, oh, you know, compared to the other house you looked at. And I was like, how do you know I looked at the other house? She's like, yeah, I was the agent. I was like, I was doing two weeks apart.
2: <laughs> we we last night we came up with some um, content for for today, George. Remember, I came came with an idea, and you said, oh, that's that's good. Remind me because I'll forget. And then like it? five minutes, five minute, I can't remember. <laughs>
1: <laughs> good stuff, boys. Sounds like a real real productive session.
0: Well, should we, The reason this is we're actually we're going to be recording with Daryl Impey today. Um, yep. but it's it's a it's a real mission to line up um, three pro athletes with rest with days off, which is essentially what you need to record this because obviously we've got some
2: time zones happening and and this and so I think we've got him penciled in for later this week, right, Bills? Yeah, so I've been in, in touch with Imps. Uh, he's keen to come on, and he's he's going to come on like we've promised. I did luckily I put a little clause on in the Instagram post where I said. Uh, we will be getting Darrell Impey on, um, but we don't know when because we couldn't organise a route between two horny rabbits. So there is a clause in there, thankfully, and he he's going to come on this week. So we'll be recording with him later this week and we'll publish that uh, next weekend. So we needed to do something to fill a hole. Um, so we're, here we are, the Duff edition, three it's, it's, hungover.
1: But I had a um, quadrilla yesterday. Do you know what that is? In horse racing, you put – it's the winner of the last four races, right? And my uncle gave me a tip. He goes, all right, race seven, number two, and I'm like, sweet. So I had the field in the first leg. That means every horse. And then number two. And then I had these two horses in the next one and the field in the last. So every horse in the last. But you put money on every horse. Yeah, so you box them up, right? This is for all the gamblers out there. Anyway, first – race to qualify the the roughest horse wins, which is perfect, paying sixty one dollars. Then this number two that I like, it got up. And I start getting nervous because I'm thinking, Far, I've got this thing for thirty seven percent. So whatever this quaddy pays, I'll get thirty seven percent of the total. Come to this race where all I need is one of these two to win. Like my Bunghole started tightening up. You know, the kid, the kids are trying to talk to me, but dad's on his mobile with a beat of sweat. And this bloody horse goes off the front and was about eight links in front. I'm thinking, oh, that's going to die in the ass. This is great. My two start banging down the outside and literally I got done by a bee's dick. This other thing beat me. And then the last leg, which I had every horse, something paid $50. One. Guess what the quadrilla paid? 100, $130,000. Oh, oh, bullshit. So this potentially cost me $30,000 for a, like a $100 bet. So Sarah's going to her sister's 40th that night. She's up and about. She's got a makeup on. I'm as flat as a shit car as <laughs> that. She's <laughs> like, what's up your ass? I was like, "Ah, oh, nothing, you know? <laughs> <laughs>
0: daddy's got some gambling issues
1: it's one of those days (laughs) i woke up this morning i woke up this morning thinking man 30k 30 grand i could have and then stupidly i went and watched the horse the replay of that race (laughs) just to put myself through more punishment
0: rake over the coals again
1: Oh, I'll, I'll have to post the photo to our social account. It's horrific. Thirty so
2: thousand. No. So then you then you wake up this morning. And you hit oh well, back to the day job. Shit podcast.
1: Almost, <laughs> I almost messaged you guys and said, <laughs> "Boys, it's just not a good day. I'm not up for it. I can't, I can't oh, do this." I don't but think you would have find
0: um resistance if you come in with that on a day like this. <clears throat>
2: 30 how do you not how do you not win if you choose every horse though? Yeah, that's what I don't understand. I don't understand no, how you can on every horse. Okay,
1: so so you gotta get the winner of four races, right? So I had every horse in two of the four races. So oh, when right. you put every horse on, you get less of a percent. So it works out like if you've got, you know, four hundred. So therefore
0: you only have to put the winner of two
1: races. If you have the horse in every field, but you'll have four hundred and twenty different combinations. So that means to get 100% of whatever the quality page, you'll have to put it on for $420. Whereas if you put it on for $100, which I did, you get a percentage. So you get like 25% or whatever. But 25% of 130 grand. Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> it's been one of those days, mate. I'm feeling that. Gamble I responsibly, just- folks.
2: Yeah, that's it, eh? That's
1: it. And then what we've just reversed
2: you? heavily what into this show like, with... Oh,
1: sorry. Hungover. Lost Hung over.
2: No content.
1: I don't care who you throw up today, they're a bellend.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I was going to throw up like
0: Mother <laughs> Teresa, but you know.
1: <laughs> Drop I mean, the-
0: that, that horse
2: from race four. Yeah. Uh, Should we well, do that?
1: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the most Legend of <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, one one of the things we were gonna talk about, Bills, was um during the week I was listening to a few audio books. I only just started downloading that Audible, you know, that app where you can yeah. listen to Yeah, but, hey, but that's that so ready. expensive.
0: I, I I did a free trial and it ticks over and I, I realized I had this weird charge of 20 euros a month on something. And I was like, what the hell is this audible? And it's a they just keep charging you, and then it doesn't matter how if you don't download anything, you just pay. So, but
1: can't you cancel it?
0: Yeah, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure they there's keep, a way.
1: They, they keep charging you because you haven't like discontinued <laughs> the service.
0: <sighs> yeah. Anyway, sorry. Anyway, horrible.
1: um, I was listening to this book, and uh, it was all about, um, you know, branding and all this other stuff. But one of the things I was talking about was, um, a lot of sport groups do particularly in australia this 360 review um component as part of building culture so they call it leading teams and it's all about like say if it's a footy club the player will get up in front of the whole group and then the whole group literally rip into this player and give them honest feedback on how they perform what they do well but they really dial up what they don't do well and that's why I want to throw it to you, boys. I don't know if that exists so much in cycling, but how do you go generally with feedback? I'll start well, with you, George.
0: Well, that's it's, it's interesting because we're actually doing that right now. Like we're, uh, as you know, because we, it's like one of those times, you know, we had all this time off and no racing. Normally it's hectic. You go to the classics and stuff and everyone's just doing full gas. But because we've had all this time on our hands, I've been using it as like a, um as a whole sort of idea you know it all comes from like the it all come you guys read legacy the the book on the all blacks you know um, no i've
1: I've got it but i've heard
0: awesome read real good read and um it's all about the culture of the team and you know like the the senior players not being too big to sweep the sheds and and feedback and all the stuff and taking taking it on and we're we're doing that now as a team and uh sweeping the shed. hey sweeping Sweeping the shed. yeah, for those making us go and clean the bus, they just no, it's it's um, but it's like all about like yeah, like you say, taking feedback and stuff. And man, it's one. There's two things that are really hard. One is um, taking feedback with no, without taking it personally, and two is thinking something of someone, but actually then having to say it. Without it, damn, without the, well, you know, but you're worrying, like, if I actually say this, is this, how are we going to move on from that, you know? So yeah, you like worry
1: about the ramification of being yeah, honest. Because there's like never
0: the, clue. I mean, like, like you said, they're talking about this environment where one guy gets up and they, everyone gives him the floor, right? So you're covered in Teflon now, so nothing sticks. It's not personal. It's like just critiquing this, this, this. But like, I remember, um, a race meeting I had after after a race. I was after to tour down under one year. And um, I was going really well and then had a had a shocker. And then then it was, you know, like they line, lined me up and gave me the full critique. And I remember walking out of there like feeling this big. But two days later I was over it and I learned heaps. So it was a very productive thing. It was a very, you know, they weren't nasty. It was just boom, 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 you know. And then you go shit for, for the two days of feeling like you know or the, the the it's a real hard thing to describe it like the anxiety in a way it gives you or whatever it is a productive anxiety but it's very hard to get a young guy to look up to a senior leader or something and say um mate i don't like the way you do this 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 a neo pro on the team or something so like i think it's all about like trying to build a culture where you can get a young guy that can speak openly against, or you know, and, and it doesn't have to be like a personal thing, but it's 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 a it's a good concept and it's easy to do. But uh, it's easy to sort of um, say, but I think it's a very hard thing to, to achieve.
1: How, how yeah. do you go with the Bills? Well,
2: I reckon. I was thinking, as athletes, we we um, deal with feedback, positive and negative. George, move your uh, microphone away from your computer. But that's a bit of feedback for you. Oh, I'm getting, really plenty feedback. Feed- <laughs> getting plenty of feedback on this show. <laughs> um,
1: Careful. Careful, he's feeling about that tall at the moment. <laughs> he shrink. He's shrinking in the screen. Oh. We, um,
2: as athletes, we deal with feedback almost on a daily basis, like positive and negative, probably even split. And um, I reckon the most important thing with feedback. Well, feedback itself is super important, and and a lot of the time it can be it is negative um, or constructive criticism, you might want to call it. The delivery is what's important. You know, mm. it's yeah. feedback is completely different. If you you have the same message and you yeah, scream it down somebody's throat and make them, like George said, feel this big. But if you sit in a calm and collected environment, where everybody's emotion, most important thing with bike racing is letting the emotions settle. So if something goes wrong in a race, a decision's been made by by the director or or the riders on the road, and it was the wrong decision, and we paid the price for that. Everybody's pissed off. Everybody's disappointed. Everybody's emotions are really raw when you get on the bus. So what's important is that you let it. Everybody cool down a bit. Um, and we do this our bus is sort of our safe haven where you can effectively say whatever you like um, and when you get off that bus we move we move forward but what's really unique and cool about the way we operate in our team is the way the feedback is delivered so it's delivered when everybody's calmed down and it's delivered in a respectful way where you can point out the the mistake that was made but you just deliver it in a way where people go ah and they take mm. it on board. They sponge it in, rather than just mm. throwing darts and popping balloons. That's not the way to give feedback. And because anyway,
1: that—that's why you do it. You're trying to do it because you care. Mm. Like, you're how, trying do, to how get- do you
0: go, oh, Jonesy, when when oh. someone's someone's commenting? You know, like the worst kind of feedback. This is the worst feedback I that exists. Is is people commenting on the internet or whatever? You know, like leaving comments. Yeah, on the internet, yeah. Like, mate. What is?
1: Hey. Oh.
2: The best thing that George could ever do is put his city headphones on. Oh yeah. yeah.
0: But- do you know, do you um, know where my headphones are? I'm not lying. I got Lucas Hamilton here lifting weights and I just gave him my headphones. Uh, to to music.
1: Well, that's important. Um, I remember <laughs> I got feedback from um, Matt Wilson in 2014. We We're on the bus and it was, uh, Th- three days at a punter, I reckon. And we're going to the start and he looks to me and goes, Jonesy, um geez, I've been thinking about this for a while, mate. I reckon the backstage passes pff, they're just getting stale. Oh. And I remember I remember like I didn't take that well. I think Yeah fucking what? Yeah, I, my response was, oh, we'll go and get fucked. I said, mate, you, you try and do them. Like, you know, they're not fucking easy. And then it turned into this whole, like, calm down, calm down. Just constructive, mate. Like, you're doing the – all I'm saying is they're the same fucking format every week. Like, you know, you do your intro, you go out on the road, you play some bloody 80s ballad from Australia, like Chisel or whatever, and then you go to the finish, you do your rap, do some bloody stupid jokes, and that's it. All I'm saying is, you know, you need trailer. to mix it up. And to his credit, I needed to hear it because um, it forced me. Like same thing, it was raw at the at the time. I'm thinking, oh, piss off Wilson. But then I calmed down, and then I was like, well, w- what is it that you think that people want? And he said, well, try and make something more epic. Try and make something like a proper doco, you know, with slow mo and and take the pace off it a bit if you have to so then we changed and started doing these director's cuts in and we started at Flanders and it forced me to do like voiceover and all these things that I never would have done I probably would have been stuck in my ways and then when I did all for one it was so valuable having even the way I shot stuff was different because you're thinking in a different mindset and you're thinking like you know I had so much Roubaix footage when Mm. all you boys were training (laughs) Remember when you just rode past, I was doing a slow-mo of one of the, the signs that like, was flashing a Mooney. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> but anyway, um, it was great. And But even, like, I was just thinking of it then, Bills. I remember having a chat with you at one of the um, early training camps. And I put on a lot of weight. Like, in a, I was a real yo yo. You know, I'm only starting to knock it on the head by getting back into running now, but I was real yo yo with my you know, diet. And I would balloon out and I could put on five kegs at the drop of that. I remember you sat me down, Bill's. And instead of saying, mate, you know, you, your man boobs are getting out of control. You need to do something. You know, you're going to drop dead of a stroke. I remember you said, <laughs> we'd, we'd had a couple of beers. You're like, Josie, mate, like, feel the boys, are like, we're, we're a bit worried about you. Eh? I go, what? And, he, and I remember you go, every time we stopped, you had to get lollies or you had to get a pie or yet, mate, you don't need that shit. Like, we're worried about you because, you know, we don't want to see you drop dead in like two years or something like that. And I remember it was at that moment, I was like, am I really that fat? And I reckon it was, <laughs> it was around the time that constantly I'd be splitting the ass out of me jeans. <laughs> you know, shirts just wouldn't fit you get that gut overhang with a bit of flappiness at the bottom of your t-shirt um but you know it was was good feedback bules but as you said it's the way you way you deliver it
2: i I remember that i remember that day we were in um beachworth and we
1: yeah and we stopped at the beachworth bakery
2: on a training ride and like all the boys got a coffee and a sandwich or something and you got like a few different flavor pies the snag roll and next next door to the Beachworth bakery was the Beachworth like lolly store, sweet store or whatever. That's and it. You went and bought like two that's kilos of lollies. And, like, I remember you walking out of that sweet store with these <laughs> bags of lollies with the smile on your face. And I was like, I gotta say, but like you say, like, like like Jonesy, like when when you get given feedback, um, as hard as it can be to hear, the delivery is important. But when you're given feedback from a, f- a peer or a friend or, or a family member, um, it's because they care. Exactly that. They care. And it's hard for, sometimes it's hard for them to, to give you that feedback because you know it's going to hurt them a little bit. But you do it because you care. Like exactly why I did it. Because I cared. Um, well, here's one for your bills then. Uh, feedback
0: on a friend's partner which we touched on slight, slight, slightly last night. Um, at what point is it too late to give feedback
2: on your friend's choice of partners? When they're married with kids, it's probably time to back away. <laughs> um. <laughs> <laughs> so that's at, the at, limit. Yeah, until, at, then it's, until then,
0: everyone's open for critique.
2: Mm. Well, I think it's important because we, we had this discussion last night and... You know, like if, if you if you just meet a girl, say in, in a bar or, or something, and and uh, and you end up going, oh, she's a cool chick, and you start hanging out with her, and you don't know her from a bar of soap, you've been spending two weeks with her or a month with her, and you introduce her to the friends. At that point, I think if you're especially if your friends like say they they know the girl, um, and and they come in and they say, look, mate, this isn't the girl for you. You know, like she we know her pretty well, and mate. It's gonna get rough. I'm telling you right now, I think you should be very, very careful what you do here. At that point, you've got a decision to make because you effectively have to pick a side. And you mm. have to say, if you go, nah, get fucked, man. I like her. She's a cool chick. I'm into her. I'm gonna crack on with this. You know in the back of your mind that your friends are thinking, oh mate, she's a dickhead. And and at that point, you've you've chosen a side. You have chosen a side. And your friends, your friend group might suffer from that. So if it was me in that situation, I would probably would go like, well, there's some serious red flags here. Um, What side do I want
1: to pick? What are the the red flags that are enough for you to say abort? Like it's generally the number one problem mates have with mates' girlfriends is access. When they start Mm. taking over this guy's routine and you Mm -hmm. go, mate, there is no reason why you can't come out tonight because you've done... Two, three weeks in a row by being Mr. Lapdog and you can't get a pass for one night, that's probably the number one reason.
2: But yeah, is there but- any yeah. other
1: ones where you'd go, apart from if you if you know that it's foul play? Mm. I mean, oh, like, yeah. that I don't they're, know. They're, so
0: you'd, for me, it would be like um, some, you know, like I've seen with... with a few of my friends or something, you know, like they, they met a girl and what's happened in one situation was like, and I, they, they have a very strong idea whether it's like, uh, let's say religion, you know, for, for one of the examples was a religion and they weren't religious. And part of the condition of them being together was that they, you know, that he would have to become religious and you knew he wasn't religious. You knew he was whatever, you know, and and for me a sinner. Yeah, oh, he was living in sin, this guy. He was he was a very um I mean, he ah oh, yeah, he was in
1: sin.
0: And that was like he's like, Yeah, but I, you know I'm I'm fully in for this, I'm uh but I was like mate, you pretending to be a religious now to be with it. So that was one of the red
1: flags. Wasn't wasn't easy for Laura, was it? <laughs> legend (laughs) well yeah that's a big one yeah have you ever bill's been told by mates that conversation or have you been on the other foot where you've told a mate hey mate it's no good
2: um i've definitely been i've had a mate who had a girlfriend that i i didn't click with um i don't know if i ever said anything like when they I, i was i was i was the guy that you know when they broke up about five seconds after he told me he, they'd broken up, I was like, oh, thank fuck for that. She's a dickhead. So, like, <laughs> that, that, that's that's risky in the same sense because yeah, it's a real risk. You, you don't yeah. know if there's going to be a reconciliation or something there, you know? And then all of a sudden, your mate's like, oh, mate, we're back together. And I'm like, ah.
1: Yeah. Oh, well, <laughs> yeah. You're not, invite, well.
2: you're not invited to the wedding. <laughs> mm.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that is risky. I, mean, I don't think I've ever been on the receiving
0: end. That's a real offshoot of, of feedback from, from the sporting world, though, where we started this. So. Um, well, you had a
1: you had a, a
2: relationship incident the other day, didn't you, Jonesy? Regarding feedback.
1: Oh yeah, didn't, what was that over there, um dinner. dinner. Yeah, I just got to the point where it's like I I do a lot of the cooking here, and I'm I'm I cop feedback all the time. And then um, Sarah had a crack. You know, she made this chicken sort of thing with salad, but the chicken tasted like shit. And um,
2: was, it, was it medium rare? Was it? <laughs>
1: No, it was too spicy. Like it was um one of these pre-spiced packs that was sort of frozen, and anyway, it wasn't. It wasn't much chop, and so I I got this thing where if you cook the meal and say it's a bit off, you're gonna finish it just for you know sense of pride. Um, so Sarah wolfed hers and could see I was sort of battling through mine. I just thought, you know what, bugger it. I think COVID as well. You you got a bit more front, and I just said, no, nah, I can't do this. She goes, what? <laughs> You didn't like her, I said that. Nah, no, nah, that's not one of your finest. And um <laughs> it was too honest. It was too raw. But so your you delivery.
0: Said, your delivery was off. I mean your content was, was good, but your delivery was wrong.
1: Exactly. If I'd have said, listen, I really appreciate the effort. Um you know, it was cooked beautifully. Um, but the taste was, was ratchet, you know. <laughs> probably would've probably would have gone down a little bit better, but um I, yeah, I
2: cooked a I cooked a paella for for a group of mates a couple of weeks ago. I think that's a little bit. And, and um, this is a this is a good example of delivery. So I, I cooked this paella and I don't know what I was thinking, but I'd made it the first time in my life a week prior. And I followed the ingredients, followed the recipe, and I put two chilies in the paella. But I made like a massive, massive paella, like for one person. It was enough to feed five people, which is what I need to do in this situation. So I knew that. I realized that. So I didn't I didn't double the recipe or the ingredients or anything. I just cooked the same amount of ingredients as I'd cooked for myself a week prior. But for some reason, I thought, oh, mate, I was, I was cooking it in the same pan, everything the same. But for some reason, I thought, oh, there's more people, so I need to put more chilies in. So the only thing I doubled was the chilies. And I chucked in like four or five chilies as, as opposed to two. And then got to the to the time of eating it and it looked bloody beautiful and everyone's oh mate awesome job can't wait to give this a try and you could just see them all like as they eating it it it's just beads of sweat just like rolling down their face (laughs) and and then i was like oh so what do you guys reckon meanwhile my mouth was going that's hot (laughs) and then milk they were like look mate the flavors are beautiful i love the flavors uh it looks great Mm. But mate, I can't fucking eat this. It's too it's too hot. Did you put TNT in here or something? So at that point, I knew. Look, they love it. They they really enjoy it. They like the flavors. It's just too spicy. So I made it again uh, a few nights ago for a for a different group of friends, and feedback was taken on, and the yeah. chilies were reduced, and
1: boom, there you go. I'm uh, I'm not a big fan of hot food. Um, and remember they always said the gag, um, it's gonna burn the next day. That's actually true, isn't it? Oh, when you yeah. eat something really hot, when it when you <laughs> pump it out, it burns.
2: <laughs> I, mean, I remember having climatization. <laughs>
1: Yeah,
2: I remember me and my old man, and he listens to this podcast as well. So um, <laughs> we always have a bit of a session before I leave to Europe at the, at the end of the New Zealand summer. So the last night before I leave, the old man and I was cracking a couple of beers and just have a yarn. It's quite fun. You know, we put on some old music and talk about, you know different things and it's always fun and a couple of years ago we we decided to we were going to get pizzas so we like we smashed you really, like a fair bit of piss together talking shit and like a couple of spicy pizzas even, and,
1: even number of cans
2: yeah even number of drinks and i remember my old man in the morning <laughs> before he took me to the airport he's like oh mate pizza and beer Whew. It's not good eh?" <laughs> ken he, he's our next guest isn't he ken
0: It'd be good
1: to get yeah. them on, eh? Hey? Oh, he would be great. <laughs> I love the we should, Zero.
2: We should do a father's edition.
1: Yeah, I'll get the emu on.
2: Yeah.
1: Tell some old, old man. The,
2: my old man and the emu get on like a house on fire. Yeah,
1: they spent Roubaix together in this car and almost belted a French copper, I heard. <laughs> <Yeah>. He wouldn't <laughs> let him onto the race route. And they almost That's got right. out and him with a GoPro. Really? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I've seen the footage. <laughs> it's so that funny. That
0: doesn't and surprise oh. me with Sam's dad. I remember one night he, one day he told me the story. He goes, "Oh, you know what he used to do every every Friday night? Finish work, go down to the bank, get a roll of coins. He goes, oh, what do you need a roll of coins for?" <laughs> he hey, listens. He listens to this. I oh, know. He'll love the story. And he said, "Georgie boy, you put him in your hand, and those big bastards, you hit him with that." They don't get back up. <laughs> so I said, oh, you weren't using them for the vending machines. <laughs> 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 oh, yeah.
1: Hey, right hook responsibly, folks. Yeah. Jeez. What a legend. Do hey, we, we get on to, do we,
0: do we actually have anything, to, we can do a legend of Allend, Or we Are we going to yeah.
1: do it? Yeah. yeah. Who you got, pules?
2: Well, I reckon we start with, um, in the, uh,
1: in the we, uh respect we'll of equality. One,
2: eh? Should
0: we, should, we, right. should we just do one today because we've 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 got a what have,
2: we, what, what have we got <laughs> we've got a lunch to get to yeah oh well
1: yeah <laughs> not,
2: not for a while um i reckon so in, in respect of equality i reckon we need to we need to do our our first female guest and um i mean we've done alan but, like, wow. Uh, yeah,
1: we, <laughs> yeah. we, we ripped her a new one. <laughs> that was quite so, respectful. I hope she took that I, on us, feedback on board.
2: I want to do, um, I want to do K. Rowling today. So, yep. everyone knows who J.K. Rowling is. She's obviously the author of the Harry Potter books, which have been made into blockbuster movies. Um, and she's in hot water again. She's been, she's been having a r- little rant on Twitter. She's quite, she's, Quite well known for these Twitter rants, and um, so she she the other day she retweeted an, art, an article, and the 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 title of the article was it was an opinion article, and it said, "Creating a more equal post COVID nineteen world for people who menstruate." So she's clearly a meaning woman, and then um, I,
1: yeah, I got that, mate. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> um,
2: so she's then followed it up with a couple of tweets. And the first one was, if sex isn't real, there's no no same-sex attraction. If sex isn't real, the lived reality of women globally is erased. I know and I love trans people, but erasing the concept of sex removes the ability of many to meaningfully discuss their lives. It isn't hate to speak the truth. The idea that women like me, who have been empathetic to trans people for decades, feeling kinship because they're vulnerable in the same way as women, i.e. to male violence, hate trans people because they think sex is real and has lived this is a shit tweet
0: god this is a good <laughs> this is shit reading yeah,
1: You've you missed, start, like- started strong <laughs> yeah but when you tried back. to say
0: empathetic and he came out with empathetic or something <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay this is a different one this is a better one Right. I respect every trans person's right to live any way that feels authentic and comfortable to them. I'd march with you if you were discriminated against on the bias of being trans. At the same time, my life has been shaped by being female. I do not believe it's hateful to say. She then, um, she then responded with another tweet, and, and it was followed up by an article in the Sun newspaper from her ex-husband who, who had um, hit her in the in the during their marriage, and the title of the article was. I slapped her, and I don't regret it. Um, and that, that copped a lot of backlash from from local... Well, he from local... Has a restraining order
0: against him. I just read because
2: yeah. he is a... So,
1: so he wrote... That was the title of his article.
2: Yeah. And this is quite a good tweet, I reckon. Um, it said, so I want... It makes a bit of sense. So I want trans women to be safe. At the same time, I do not want to make natal girls and women less safe. When you throw open the doors of bathrooms and changing rooms to any man who believes or feels he's a woman, and as I've said, gender confirmation certificates may now be granted without any need for surgery or hormones, then you open the door to any and all men who wish to come inside. That's the simple truth. And that is true because Mm. she's talking about um, domestic violence and stuff. And um, if you you say, like, if a guy decides he wants to – identify as a woman, then he's saying, oh, I should be able to go into the woman bathrooms. Well, I don't know. I feel I like the problem
0: with this is, with these kind of things is every, say, group sees every issue through their own lens, only through their their lens. So, like, just because, like, let's say J.K. Rowling is, you know, she's quite a, obviously a strong feminist. She's done, you know, she's, she's done great things for, you know, empowering woman and she still does a lot to do it. And But then you see like, you know, the, say um, transgender group, they see every action as opposed to instead of going, oh, that's good for um, young girls or, you know, her actions are good for, for keeping young girls safe or, or whatever. They see it through, everyone has to see it through a lens of um, how is this affecting or how is this, an outcry toward how is this discriminating our group? Cause you know, we've been, we've been discriminated yeah. against. We've been discriminated. It is all looked at through a lens as opposed to like a, a helicopter view where something can just be a, um, a helpful statement and it doesn't have to offend everybody else ar- around it. But it's just, it's the, like, they even have an expression for, um, for JK Rowling, they like uh, a trans trans, uh, the transsexual um, community. I don't know. We're going quite deep on into the trans community here, but they call a um, a trans, they call her a turf, And that, that was like yeah. the start of a thing. And a, a TERF is an acronym for a trans exclusionary radical feminist. I mean.
1: My brain's hurt. <laughs> you me that? I mean, what is it like? You're right, George. There's
0: such an issue. I mean, the, 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 there's how many trans-exclusionary radical females out there that they've had to come up with an acronym for yeah. this? I mean, is this is this yeah. a problem? I mean, we maybe we know nothing about okay. this. I mean, so, we do know nothing about this. But.
1: So, so I need to wrap my head around what got JK to the point where she goes, I've had a fucking gut full of this. I need to get, I need, I need to get on Twitter and I need to let everyone know that, hey, you're – you're a bloke or you're a woman, and that is it. No, but I don't think that's not what she was
0: saying. I think that's what they've taken it to say. But I, I don't feel like man, okay. I'm, I'm definitely open to the, I'm definitely open to the fact that I could, compete be completely wrong here. But I didn't take it to mean that what she was saying. No,
2: I, I agree. Like people are, she's been accused of. She's in the, in the headlines now. She's been accused of being transphobic. I don't think she is. Like, like you say, George. There doesn't always have to be an opposition to everything you say. You know, like. Yeah, I mean, I don't know, but maybe, maybe,
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's it's one of the, it's are, are it's you, such are, a minefield. I mean, I think we're w- walking into this after you know, on a Sunday uh, yeah. with, with completely uneducated on it. Really, like I just, I just, what well, all I'm saying from a from a layman or from a, a you know, just a person that's not hugely involved. When I read that, I didn't take that to mean. That she was attacking trans transgender people, and, no, she, and I, she, I also feel like as a as a, a far left leaning woman that she would be yeah. very open to that kind of stuff. <laughs> you, know, you,
1: know, you, know yeah. you know, what this podcast is? It is sure as shit not expert opinions. <laughs> oh. This is this is three guys <laughs> at the corner of a pub trying to unravel what the fuck is going on in the world the hell every week. We
0: don't, have the, we, don't
1: have, we don't have the answers. We don't know. Yeah. We got opinions that don't mean shit. And take it or leave it. And with JK, I can't wrap my head around what the fuck's going on. What is this problem? What is the What, is, Why that are we fucking... about what is this problem? What's the problem now? She's not hate she doesn't hate transgender. She'll fucking march with them for this pissed off corner fucking surfing turf. What the fuck's going on? Just stick to making Harry Potter books. (laughs) Stick to writing fucking fiction with capes and spells and potions and just shut the fuck up. That's what we need to do. No one one has the right to have an opinion anymore because everyone gets pissed off. Exactly what you said, George. So make your Harry Potters and just shut up and move on.
0: You're remembering that horse race. You're going through that horse race again, aren't you, right now? You've just remembered that you lost 30 grand last
2: night. Oh. You're suddenly just gone. Fuck. That's potentially well, the, the funniest moment I've ever <laughs> set through on this
1: podcast. It's true, though. Like, oh, I was trying to have a chat with Sarah before the show, and she goes, who are you talking tonight? Who's the legend or baller?" And I go, oh, JK Rowling. She goes, oh, my God. They get me <laughs> Don't get me started on her. I was she like, what, like
0: what,
1: I mean, what's she done? Oh, she's teed off on the the transgender stuff. And I'm going, oh, explain. Like, what's going on? And then she's explained for half an hour at the end. I'm going, hang on. <laughs> did she really tee off there? Like that doesn't... So I'm confused. I don't know what the hell's going on. I will. All yeah, she, I mean, saying. Saying. <laughs> it is confusing.
2: What she's saying, <laughs> in layman's terms, what she's saying is that – Everybody has the right to, to do what they want to do. If a man wants to dress as a woman and be to, to think that it's a woman, go for it. No worries. Same. All of us feel the same. Like it doesn't affect yeah. us in any way. So I don't have a problem with it. Absolutely yep. not. But what she is saying is that if you choose to identify as a woman and dress as a woman, at the end of the day, you're still going in for a prostate exam. <laughs> you know, mm. like oh right, you, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you're still, a,
1: you're still a man. Yeah. And so the fact that she's even referring to that you're a man when they've openly said they want to be a woman is the issue. Yeah. If they want to be called a woman, you have to call them a woman. Where well, she's yeah. going, no, I'm still going to call you a man.
0: Oh. Well, I, I, I so mean, people to be called what they want to be called, you know, really. I'm not going to be – I'm not going to
1: – But, you know, the other, thing, the other thing is, George, is I don't tend to give too much of a shit about people's issues if they don't directly affect me that much, you know. Like if I, if it, I'm not going to get wound up because I've got enough issues, I've got to yeah, worry about horses. the taste of the chicken on a Thursday night, <laughs> you know, like yeah. horses that roll me for 30k. There's enough bigger stuff in the world.
2: Exactly. Uh, like saying, John, is, your point is that exactly this, this world of transgender, gay marriage, whatever, yeah. all that stuff, it doesn't affect any of us. So why should we care? I and we don't.
1: Why?
0: is I do care that they. That, that I do care. No, I disagree though. I'd say I do. Like you think about thirty years ago, it was illegal. Or fifty years ago in New Zealand, it was still illegal. I mean, you got to care. I care that there's these people are getting. You know, traditionally have been getting completely like rolled and discriminated against and everything. But I mean, well, I think what you mean is when you say you don't care, you mean you don't care what they. Do no, I
1: mean, yeah, I, mean, exactly. it's like,
2: yeah, I don't they, care if
0: they want, they want to do that, yeah. yeah,
1: if they want to live like that and they want the respect, yeah, yeah I, can okay. just, I can just see, I, I can just go see someone it.
0: snacking that line. The difference between I don't care or I don't care what they do or get up to or whatever is is massive, like that one.
1: Oh, yeah, door. no, I better, I'll clear that up. I don't, yeah, you better clear that up because I can see I someone going, I don't care in a, um, you can't do this, I don't care in like, go for it, have yeah, fun, yeah. do whatever you're gonna do. You're not hurting I, me.
2: But there's I, don't wanna, I don't care if they want to. I don't care if they want to do it. If they want to do it, go for it. Absolutely. Um, and if, so the if, point is. So if, 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 but, if that's how we feel, why does J.K. Rowling, like you say, Jonesy? Why does he need to go public about it? Like, yeah. Like, who cares? I'm not going to write a tweet about. It. I'm not going to write a tweet saying, "Hey guys, I support gay marriage."
1: I do, but it. I don't. I just support it by just letting people do it. Is it? Is it? I don't know. But, the thing is, is this happens a lot when you get to a level of once she's got fourteen half million people on Twitter, she's filthy rich. She's got a, a massive influence on you know people following what she's doing. It must change your mindset, really. You must feel obliged to feel that you need to pass on your opinions, like and you need to.
0: I think I think like the from for me at least the more people. You have tuning into you, the less inclined you are to make your opinions known because there's always.
1: Is this why you're doing a podcast?
0: Yeah, that's why I started a podcast. <laughs> and that's why I sit on the fence and just let yeah, you guys.
2: So you're, you're so neutral in all these arguments.
0: Yeah, I am a very neutral.
1: But at the end of the day, I think um, it, it's starting to get. Look, I think just generally, I'm starting to go, well, I don't know what is going on in the world anymore like um have you seen the backlash they've deleted so many shows on netflix now um we had this chris Lilly who did oh, chris um Lilly, hey eh? that was gone do you know what was gone. really
0: wrong with that was was with the they they um took out a faulty towers episode like the i think it was the last episode of the second season
1: yeah the, what, don't me- don't mention the war one
0: yeah uh was it that one
1: yeah, not But he was he was walking around and he's doing the German salute and things No, like that. no,
0: no, no. Uh, uh we was we were dropping N bombs basically. Um, oh, was he? Yeah, I think I don't think it was Don't Mention the War. I think it was I think it was a different one, but um I don't, well, f- maybe I don't was, think
1: don't I, mate, I don't think they dropped N bombs on foley Towers. Yeah.
0: yeah, I think they did.
1: <laughs> no, they but, they, didn't. but
2: they, Okay, mate uh, <laughs> We we'll have to
1: clarify
0: <laughs> that,
2: but anyway. Yeah, you're getting confused with the confused with the defiant ones, Docker or something. Oh, okay.
0: Well, you know what it was was the whole idea of the episode though was to mock people with racist views. You know. Yeah. The whole idea was was, was the whole sentiment of the show was was anti-racism, and then you know they give it the flick because people misunderstood it, which is like such a good way to sum up, like. Um, a lot of the like outcry now is just if people take things to mean like you know because it said a word or something, even though it was taking the piss out of people that say that word, um,
1: and, and well, it, got, it got the flick. Have they taken down *Tropic Thunder* yet? Because that's the one that he was he was nominated for Academy Award Best Supporting Actor, Robert Downey Jr. dressed as a African American with blackface, and mm. if they haven't taken that down. Then what? What is going on? Because is that why you... Summer
0: hot I got the flick? Because yeah. Jonah, Jonah was was blackface. Oh,
1: yep. Um. And look, I I get it. I get it. That's yeah. you can't do that. And but it's Hay- interesting because
0: I like as a very like I as a very person that like tries tries to be very you know I feel I'm one of the most more open
1: as a tree of, hugger. St-
0: as a tree sit, yeah tree hugger i guess you'd say or you know <laughs> i sit left on the on of all the stuff is when i i never had the impression when i like you see things with the times like um when i watched summer heights high i thought it was one of the, one, the funniest shows i've ever seen you know it's just people still mm. quote it around like new zealand like and and it takes you to look back through the lens of of you know you put the current climate you put the current like um norms onto something that existed 10 years ago and you go oh hold on a minute but it's weird because like, there's so many things you can look back on that were bad at the time and that's why they're like ripping down all these statues and stuff because in the time those people were heroes but if you put them in today's with today's norms
2: they're like you think jeez you can't do that
0: what was it why are we celebrating this guy
1: mm.
2: So are well, we are we are we in a position where we can even do vote on JK Rowling? I feel like we I feel like the segment started real well when I said that she wrote the Harry Potter books. And then I rambled through some punishing tweet that I couldn't even finish. And then I talked about a couple of other tweets, and then we just went on a rant about transgender and then Josie that- let rip about just shut and fuck up and get on with your potions and your wizards and your wands. And then we started talking about Faulty Towers and Basil or whatever his name was. And at some point
1: and false we- <laughs> accusing you of throwing out the N-word on the show. Yeah,
2: mate, <laughs> I mean, geez, that mate. might have been real, bro. Yeah. yeah. And I then we went and then, then we went through Robert Downey Jr.'s list of
1: achievements. And,
2: <laughs> and somehow we're going to try and circle back to vote of JK oh, Rowling well, the Legend of Rebellion.
1: I, I, I can't label her Balend for this because I still don't know what the fuck's going on. <laughs> I'm going to shit sh- I'll yeah. vote a, a legend because she did the Harry Potters and I think she's done a fair bit for Charity as well, hasn't she?
0: Yeah, I think she's done a lot for, for, for women around the world. And,
1: yeah. And so, um, you know, just got to polish up your opinions, um, <laughs> sharpen your Twitter <laughs> edges. and um, You
0: can just rein it in a little bit and then, well, you know. She,
1: she needs a 360-degree feedback session with a few people of transgender um, uh, preference. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, that it, she can move on. The
2: personal feedback I'll give myself on that segment is don't try to do research on a legend or bellend or a particular person after you've had six pints and and then expect to be able to understand what the fuck you've written down the next day when you're talking about it on the show. Hey, yeah. it was
0: racial slurs. I'm just on Google now, so... Um,
1: Oh, he's gone to the third umpire. <laughs> right, is it is it the red or the green light? I seriously reckon you were run out by foot, mate.
0: Have but the Did Germans you... are still allowed to watch it on BritBox.
1: They they put a they put <laughs> they no a, issues with it in Germany. Yeah, but the, I think what they've done to keep it restored is they've put a warning at the start saying, "Listen, there could be some prickly content." You know that you're about to watch or whatever, whatever the actual phrasing is. But um, there's just a disclaimer at the start now, so they can still show it. So, so you are you saying legend, bills? I'll say legend as well. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. No I'm legend.
0: <laughs> I've gone down a real wormhole of John Cleese stuff right now. He is. <laughs> he. <laughs> oh, I love this guy.
1: Oh uh, what an what an episode boys. Yeah. It was a great hit. Good good to be back. Good to be back. We didn't need the bells and whistles with these cutaway videos or all that. We just need three blokes that are hung that were close to winning 30 grand that have had a prick of a week. Yeah, that's all you needed. I got a it's week off, so raw. I had oh, yeah? I, I
0: just did a um I just did a race simulation week and just went yeah, right. hundreds every day on the bike to simulate like a stage race and um and i got a week off
1: so that's pretty cool what do you do with your week off in covid town
0: <sighs> going to go to barbecue today go
1: where we're allowed 50,
0: gatherings of 15 people so oh, yeah. um, 15 man barbecue today
2: yeah. um and... i'm going to the same barbecue and i was the the host he he sent me a message a group message to everybody about what we needed to bring Mate, he asked me to put two kilos of cherries.
1: Two kilos of cherries? Hey, they're not cheap, or well, they're not in Australia.
2: Now, you got got away easy. I got
0: two bottles of wine and two cakes, so I've been making cakes all morning. <laughs> I just made a banana hummingbird cake,
2: or cake that yeah. I'd icing.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Jesus.
2: I would rather go get cherries. Well, I walked into the supermarket, so I stared at the cherries for about five <laughs> minutes and I just said, I'm not buying cherries. I so bought how a much wine are you
1: how much are they a, a kilo? A How much? Four ninety nine, five euros well, that, a kilo. Geez, that's a pretty good. I think they're mm. about fifty a kilo. Really, it's bullshit. Yeah. No, yeah. I bought
2: a, I bought, a, I bought a pineapple, a punnet of grapes, and uh, four beers, and three potato omelets.
1: Did you tell the host that you're not bringing the cherries?
2: Yeah. Huh.
1: He, he say- doesn't speak
2: very good English, though, so I do not understood me. <laughs> He uh. thinks you bring in six kilos of cherries now. Yeah. All right, boys. Um, what else do we have on?
0: The- <laughs> that yeah, a day. Yeah. I'm done. I'm. I'm leaving. I've had enough. <laughs> Good Stop show, boys.
2: On. That's a great.
0: <laughs> See ya. See ya.